0: This is promising. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Endure and Survive, a podcast where the underrepresented in the games industry talk about the gaming characters
1: that inspired them to get to where they are today. Each episode, we will chat to a friend from the games industry, and they'll bring their favourite characters to the table, and we'll take a look at how they shaped and inspired them. For the first episode, though, we thought we'd take some time to introduce ourselves,
0: uh, talk about the games and characters that inspired us, so you can get a feel for who we are and whether you want to spend so much time with us every fortnight. (laughs) So with that
1: being said, I am Millicent. And I'm Ellen. And this is Endure and Survive.
0: I guess if we start with a little bit about us and our background Mm -hmm. and how we came to be, it feels weird saying in the games industry. Like I never really feel like I'm in it. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I feel exactly the same. I I guess because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a dev or a publisher. Like I'm not contributing Mm -hmm. to it in, you know, the way you would assume. So I don't fully feel like I'm in it. But you know, for argument's sake, let's say that we both are in the games industry. So my full-time job is a video producer. I've worked in the industry for a couple of years. I was previously at Games Radar, which is where the two of us met. And mm-hmm. now I work for an agency to help manage and create video output for different clients. So I work for I work with devs, I work with publishers, gaming tech companies, that kind of thing. And yeah, Games Radar is where it all began for the two of us.
1: Oh, this is like our kind of love story. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like thank you, Games Radar, for bringing us together. Big yeah,
0: shout what, out! And when we met, you were on board as an intern, mm-hmm. the most memorable of interns, I have to say.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, it was literally there for five days, and uh, you left on day two to go to was it PAX? <laughs> I think it. I think it was. Yeah. The first time we met, like in person at Games Radar, I think. Um, Jack brought me and he was like, hi everyone, this is Milsson, she's going to be with us this week. And he like said, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is Ellen. And then it's like, hi. And then that was it. Yeah, we didn't see each other (laughs) again for like six months when we just like got a coffee somewhere, which was really sweet. Mm. Um, But like there was like something very specific that I think prompted us to start talking more via Slack of all places. Mm. And that was obviously The Last of Us 2, our like mutual love. And then we, had we like, called up because I was interested in video or something. At, um, during my work experience, I was like, I'm kind of interested in video. Um, and you were the video producer, of course. So I was like, I'm going to chat to Ellen. And then we talked on the phone for a bit. And then suddenly we were talking on the phone for, like, four hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we intended to just visit each other's Animal Crossing islands. And then we... Yeah. Sp- and then we I think I timed out on Animal Crossing because we were just talking about games and life and everything Aww. in between. But Last of Us was definitely... kind of catalyst for us speaking particularly because we were both massive fans of the first game but then the second game came out when we were actually involved in some way in the games industry which i think is still Mm. one of the most surreal like i've been around for plenty of big game releases and i've helped make review videos and and whatnot for a lot of releases but i think the last of us was the weirdest one because that game, especially cause growing up as a, a female gamer, I didn't have many friends who played games. So The Last of Us felt so much like my thing. <laughs> like yeah. that was my game and it meant so much to me. So being around The Last of Us 2 release and and being around people who were celebrating that game and talking about Ellie, like my Ellie. Um, it was just so surreal, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really felt the same when the second game came out and I realized that like other people were fans of this game. Like obviously I knew it was one mm. of the biggest games in the world, but I was in some sort of bubble cause I I didn't have any friends who played games literally until this year. And I kind of like inserted myself into <laughs> the games industry and was like, we're all friends now, get over it. Um, I it was just, I was kind of like, why is everyone talking about like my, this sounds really bad by the way, obviously this isn't how I feel, but like it was so jarring. Cause I was like, this is my little world and I'm yeah. in it and it means so much to me. And now people are like, critiquing it and talking about it in ways that I wouldn't have talked about it years ago when I first played it when I was like 15 and it was just kind of like you you know if you like cook someone dinner and if they don't like it you feel like it's a personal attack on you and (laughs) it's like if anyone didn't like the last of us I identify so much of myself within it that it was like if you don't like this game you don't like me even though obviously it had nothing to do with making the game. I
0: definitely didn't envy anyone who had to review that game. Oh god. Because I just yeah. think I would not have been able to remove myself from it. Especially because, mm-hmm. you know, the main characters are the same main characters from so the first game, it's like continuing their story. I just I just don't think I could look at it objectively at all. So I'm glad I just had to make the video version and someone else did the
1: words because
0: no yeah, that, that would was not like... be me
1: such an interesting time because I was still a, a journalist at that point I wasn't like a games journalist I was, I was a film journalist when we met mm-hmm. um, but I was kind of like considering writing more about games I'd written like pieces here and there uh, I wrote about like favorite female game characters and stuff in the past but my like people on Twitter were kind of like DMing me and they were like oh are you going to be writing anything about The Last of Us I could really like to read it because I, I kind of branded myself as a bit of a fan of course and talk about it a lot in general and the, people were asking me if I was going to be writing about it. And I was like, one, I was flattered. But also I was like, I don't think I, I could. Like, I, I genuinely don't think I I have the kind of capacity to even articulate any thoughts about this that aren't just me crying on my own. Like, there was this, um, I don't, have you seen this, like, documentary on the BBC that's come out called Gaming and Me? Um, no. I was, so, so it's like about, like, gaming and mental health. And they were looking for someone to do a last of us section and uh, my one of my friends at bbc recommended me for it
0: mm. and this
1: guy interviewed me and i explained that i was getting gonna get in like a tattoo uh, for the last of us and stuff um and he asked if i wanted to be in it and i said yes originally and he was like okay we're gonna send a camera crew to come see you get your last of us tattoo and ask you some <sighs> questions about like your identity within the game and how it, you felt seen and all this stuff and and i started to get really freaked out that like obviously you kind of identify so much with these kind of characters and stuff I was like I don't know if that's something I want to broadcast or share or dissect I'd rather maybe just keep this as my thing for me because I talk about everything I love on the internet and I'm like maybe Mm. some things I should just have for myself and so I actually I I backed out and I felt really bad it's out now and it's really good and you should all watch it (laughs) um and the girl who talks about The Last of Us section is an incredible cos- cosplayer and she says some really amazing things and it's a fantastic documentary, it's on BBC3, but I I had like a full-on crisis. I called my mum crying, like, do I want like to kind of ex- like justify my love and my identity via this medium? And it was like, it's a whole thing, man. I don't know if I'm getting deep here, but... Yeah, I don't know, I do not envy anyone. Like that's when I figured out maybe I shouldn't be a game journalist. I just, I I quit journalism last year (laughs) in case anyone didn't know.
0: (laughs) But Also sometimes having to justify or explain why you resonate with a particular game but also a particular character, sometimes it requires you to dig deeper than you might want to do in front of other people. Like you might resonate with a character because of their personal journey or their sexuality or their relationship with their family. And you might not want to have to explain your own background and feelings to to make people understand why you resonated with that character mm-hmm. so much. And, and particularly because the themes of The Last of Us are so um, heavy. I can understand why you might not want to be like, I'm gonna be on camera talking about how, you know, death and loss and sexuality and relationships and blah, 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 how that touched me. Because you would have to then expose yourself. Exactly.
1: A bit. It was- So much pressure. And I love how this has just turned into a Last of Us podcast. Sorry, (laughs) guys. (laughs) Should we
0: rebrand? Should we start again?
1: (laughs) I mean, you can see
0: why we called the podcast what we did. Yeah, I mean, it works on so many levels. It really does. (laughs) Although we're currently (laughs) only showing one level, which is we really like The Last of Us. I mean, I I have really good memories of playing The Last of Us for the first time, but Mm -hmm. I think for me, my kind of first foray into gaming was um spyro <laughs> the dr- when i got ps1 when i was about 7 or 8 and i had a copy of spyro and then this mickey mouse game that i don't think Aww. i ever completed because it was way too hard for me at my at my age
1: i don't think i ever completed a game at that age like did you do games start I, to finish? i did
0: complete spyro I, I, mm-hmm. the first three i completed them although i think i had help with some levels from from my parents, but <laughs> I couldn't say for sure. There were some There's some really hard levels in some of the Spyro games, particularly the underwater ones, they can mm. they can get out. But The Last of Us is definitely a kind of, what's the word? A, a landmark part yeah. of my kind Milestone. of- Milestone. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Cause I can't really think of that many games before that, that there was like a female on the front cover. And I have a brother who's nine years younger than me. Um, So I think when The Last of Us came out, that was, just about the point where we could play games and enjoy them together because it's quite a big age gap to have. And I was about 18 when The Last mm-hmm. of Us came out. But to have a game like that where not only is, you know, Ellie's on the box and she's one of the main characters, but it's a game that's so heavily framed by women. Like, obviously, yeah. Ellie is the, the sort of most recognisable character, but characters like Tess, who kind of is the reason that Joel ends up looking after Ellie and like Sarah, who is the reason Joel is the way he is. And, uh, Marlene, who is kind of signifies like a turning point in the game. like that is so heavily framed by women, even if you're not hyper aware of it whilst you're playing it, obviously the second one, Mm -hmm. it's very obvious. And maybe that's why some people got a little bit upset because (laughs) the main two characters are women. That's just unavoidable. Whereas in the first one, women are just as much, uh,
1: just as integral to the plot, but I think they hide it a little bit more and maybe yeah maybe it was more manageable for certain types of fans in the first game because you still played as a dude mm. even if there were women in <laughs> yeah. your game but Don't now worry, you've got to play a as dude. the women too
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of mad to think that tess was going to be the villain of the first game wait really yeah what she this? <laughs> this was like early I remember there's there's a an interview with Neil Druckmann. I want to say it's IGN. Either that or I just read the article on mm-hmm. IGN. But he's talking about how it originally had a much happier ending where it's kind of Joel and Ellie live their lives out together in this... Um, I think it's still part of a community, but it's a lot of a nicer ending. But Tess mm. was originally going to be the main villain i think joel was would have had screwed her over in some way and she's kind of pursuing joel and ellie which i'm very glad they didn't do yeah (laughs) because i don't know how that could have been the same game
1: if that had happened and i kind of i guess what i like about the last of us in some ways that there isn't really a villain i guess the villains are obviously like the infected and the hunters and all the horrible people are out there just trying to survive but marlene even really isn't a villain because she she, they're all just doing what they think is right and that's like the best the best types of quote unquote villain is like she is so set on like this is the best thing for everyone and sacrifices have to be made and even joel has made similar sacrifices but like you know now he's struggling but Mm. yeah i like that i'm glad they didn't do that that would have been really interesting but definitely not what I, I guess we could say that's not what we want, but then if we'd have got it, we might have loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. And I also think that, I guess some people did have a hard time coming to terms with the fact that the guy you have played with for hours and hours is also like the villain in other people's mm-hmm. story. It's kind of like, I always think of, um, I can't remember which this is going to be really weird, but you know, Austin Powers, there's <laughs> yeah. this random like throwaway gag in one of the Austin Powers films where I think he like runs a guy over or he shoots a guy. But then there's this whole gag where like they go to tell the, the family of this random insignificant character with no speaking role. Like they go to his family and say, you know, dad's not coming home and all that. And I always think about that in terms of what they did with the second Last of Us game, how it's like Joel did all these horrible things whilst you were playing as him and you can argue whether he did it for the right reasons and blah, blah, blah. But in someone else's story, he is an awful person. And I always think about that because I think maybe I didn't find that bit funny when I was watching it when I was younger, because I was like, that guy had a family. I didn't even think about it like that, (laughs) like all of these characters that you're just mowing down to get to your objective had lives obviously they didn't actually have lives because it's a game but you know it theoretically had lives that you're ruining to get what you want.
1: Yeah do you ever like think about that when you just like kill a bug or something though like if I if I like kill a spider then I I just think like what if that spider had like a partner and now that partner is going to come out looking for the spider because it has children to feed and it's like this endless cycle. (laughs) I mean I didn't but now I will. (laughs) like you know these things have everyone has families like oh my it yeah i hate killing bugs i mean i do it but i hate doing it
0: hmm. <laughs> i guess that's um, so
1: hard about
0: because hmm. i don't know i think of, of all the mediums that the, uh of all the art forms gaming is the last one i would expect to make you think like look at the horrible things you do and occasionally when they do do that in games it's so horrific because you are at the Helm, so to speak, of of the things that are going on. Mm. So the reason why I would definitely pick Ellie as one of my most iconic game characters, one of the most influential in my life, is in particular how she was shown in the second game. Obviously, much like Joel, she makes a lot of questionable decisions, but who who hadn't at that point in a... You know, there's has been a zombie apocalypse. The only people that are going to be alive at that point are going to be, like, the, the alphas who have done, like... Who have, who have put themselves first and done unspeakable things and pushed themselves to places they never thought they'd go. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there are some incredible female gaming characters out there, um, but so often women in games are either... Um, like the love interest or they're the kind of they're what is the happy ending for the hero like the the hero gets to be with this woman they're like the martyr so they die so that the hero can get to where he needs to be or they're the thing that needs like saving or avenging or you know they're locked in a castle or they die and that's what sends the hero on his journey but to see this female character who is not only really badass but also makes some really Bad decisions, like unobjectively bad decisions, and like you know the whole not to not to make you tear up, but you know the song that if I ever were to lose you, no, uh, I will (laughs) cry, I will cry. (laughs) But like after obviously after Ellie loses Joel, she does lose herself, and and she was this character who both of us, she was so close to both of us way before we ever got into the games industry, and I think towards the end I kind of felt like I had lost her. And like when I was playing yeah. as Abby, you know, the the kind of boss fight, um, not the final, final one, but the one where you're in the- Where you're fighting Ellie. I mean. Yeah. yeah, That was the, has on the weirdest gaming experience I've ever had. I did not know how to feel. I felt so many things at once. I've spoken to people who finished that boss fight really quickly and, um, I didn't. <laughs> Cause I think I, I like, died I about d- ten times. <laughs> so did I. I was like, I don't want to hurt her. But also, if you if you if you long it out, she starts to put down traps and like all the stuff yeah. that you spend the whole game doing, setting mines and everything. She starts doing that, and that really tripped me out. But yeah, she felt so much like mine, and to kind of see what happened to her was kind of like devastating, but also really cool to see happen to a female character. Like not mm-hmm. get this happy ending or not be the happy ending or not die so that the happy ending can happen. Like, she just got lost. And I've just never seen that happen to a female character, especially twice. It technically happens to two yeah. female characters in that game. It's just, yeah. yeah.
1: What what a game <laughs> that is. Truly, truly. I, I actually, I've been thinking about this a lot since, oh my God, last June. It came out last June. No, it didn't. Um, it came out <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I've genuinely been thinking about it so much, and I think I, it's it, I prefer it to the first game. I think The Last of Us Two is it really? Can I swear on this podcast? I mean, go, it's go our for podcast. it, go for it. It like really fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, obviously we we talk about Last of Us for a long time. Sorry, guys, deal with it. But mm. I when that game arrived, so it was a I've never pre-ordered a game before. I normally wait till it's really cheap for like a tenner in CX mm. or on a PlayStation sale uh because you know your gal's broke but this i actually i borrowed money from, <laughs> i borrowed money from my friend um to pre-order the special edition and the control and everything and i was like i'll pay you back could i have my student loan <laughs> but um so it arrived on the friday and i locked myself in my room wrapped a blanket around me got real close to the tv and i emerged on monday morning a shell of a human being mm. it was it was the most intense two days of my life and I don't think I've ever cried so much in two days um and I got into like a big argument with my mum because I was getting really ups- you know the Joel scene mm. um the Joel scene yeah yeah I know the way. like I, I I put down my controller because um, I kind of knew that was gonna happen because it had to for this kind of story but I didn't think it was gonna happen so soon in the game and also like that and I put down my controller and I came and I was crying so hard that I could couldn't even open my eyes. And my mum was like, it's a game. Oh my God. Oh, that is not the thing god. to say, mother. No. Right? No, no. I love you, Mum, if you're listening. It's you know, we're cool now. But <laughs> I was like, that made me feel this. I was like, this character like, is so important to me. And seeing what, what happened to him and like how and then she was like, Oh my god, it's just a game. Can you like chill the fuck out and step up with the TV? <laughs> And then I was, like, looking at my dad, like, you know, dad, do you agree, right? And he's like, I mean, yeah, characters mean stuff to you, but also, it's a game, like, relax. Um, and it was, like, a whole thing. And then I, like, cried in more, because I was like, they don't get it. Yeah. It's not just a game. But, yeah, I think it was similar to how I felt when I watched Logan. Because, um, like, the mm. X- this is a whole other thing, but the X-Men are a huge part of my life growing up. And when I was watching Logan in the cinema, I literally saw it like five times in one week. Yeah. <laughs> I no, that was I don't think I've ever cried that much apart from Infinity War, and I'm basically making myself out to be a massive nerd now. But um, Go we're seeing it. like what had become of Charles Xavier, and like with age and kind of you know like the whole dementia thing, and both my grandparents have dementia, and he's like you you think of professor x as this like wise old leader who you just looked i I always just looked to him for comfort and then seeing what he had become in logan and how he has deteriorated or changed and that just seeing people you love and admire even if they're fictional actually grow like human beings mm-hmm. um it kind of freaks freaks you out cuz you, you you forget that they're like that he's not just a pixelized badass who's going to be that way forever like they created a real story here and he's going to grow and change and you're going to realise he's done bad things and your opinions are going to change of the people you love in these fictional worlds. And it was just a lot. It was a lot. But that game, I'm very thankful for it. And uh, the whole like picking our favourite characters thing, I was going to say Ellie and then I was like, wait, do I do I align more with like Joel? And then it's like, no, I, maybe not. But then I was like, oh, but Abby. And then I was like, oh, but Jesse and Dina and all mm. of the, I, I love them all so much. Um, Jesse, Dina and Ellie are like the best trio ever. I love them. But yeah. also before we move on from The Last of Us, which we will eventually. Um, <laughs> not emotionally, <Abby>. just, yeah. <laughs> just in the podcast. Abby, I just want to say, I think, yeah, Abby and Ellie for me, are, I know we got way less time with Abby in, in the kind of like, They picture sense but both of them are totally equal for me and how much I love and admire them and I think I learned so much from Abby in that game Mm
0: -hmm. you know it made
1: I think her presence and your your experience playing as her made you view Ellie differently um, yeah which I thought was really interesting and kind of healthy I guess rather than idolizing her because she's that badass little girl from the first game but she's not anymore and she's changed and Abby kind of was the lens to see that through but then you also learn a lot about her along the way. And fuck, man. Yeah. I just love her. I know. I, wow. Yeah. I think that's why that,
0: that first Abby versus Ellie fight tripped me out so much is because... Ellie really pissed me off like she's started <laughs> putting down traps and I was like oh yeah. who do you think you are this isn't you're not fighting fair I, I traps am you down. I do that like <laughs> yeah and like I'm I'm so I'm such a little snake when I play stealth games so like I will just I will set traps and I'll just hide like some little mm. Kevin McAllister waiting for everything to like trap people and blow people up and do xyz Whereas when she was doing it to me, I was like, who do you think you are, Mrs? Like, (laughs) I am only fighting you with, I think I just had, wait, do you have a gun in that fight? Yeah. I don't think
1: so. No, you have to sneak up on her, don't you? Oh yeah, you have to sneak up.
0: Yeah. And so she had all this stuff and she had her full-on rucksack and i was like, this is not a fair fight, which is what I've been having this entire time, but... No other games done that, and and like, <laughs> and just messed with my head so much that so I was like, I don't even know who I'm angry at. I think I'm angry at myself.
1: The way I came to The Last of Us was, was like like a really, I think it was a really important time in my life. So I was um, I was sixteen, um, I hadn't played games in about five years, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So I had a I had a PlayStation Two uh, that you know played like SSX, Tricky, Lego Star Wars, that kind of thing. And then I kind of fell off for a bit, you know, just trying to survive high school as a teenage girl, of course. Rough. And then <laughs> literally my brother, he his friend was getting rid of a, an old PS3 um, and he sold it to my brother for like 50 quid and he got it like for me, which was really sweet. I don't remember why, but like, thank you, bro. <laughs> um, and uh, he gave me this old PS3 of his mates. And I was like, this is cool. I, I need some. I should get some games. Um so my dad popped down to CX for me and he just picked a couple of the cheapest options that looked cool. I think mm. he spent like maybe 15 quid and he got a what did he get? He got Bioshock Two, The Last of Us. Mm. Um, and I think later that week I went back and I got Batman Arkham City.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> a, that's
1: a selection. That's a really good selection, right? But I I I didn't know anything about games. Like I didn't even know that I think the PS4 was already out at this point. So I I just I had not kept up with anything. I didn't mm. know what The Last of Us was. I didn't know what Bioshock was. And I, I was going to start with the second one, apparently. Um, but I I like, I like, played them. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> I was like, is this what games are now? Like, I was just comparing this to, to my days on SSX Tricky, playing this, like, you know, Joel Miller trying to save Ellie through this. And I was like... What have I been missing? Yeah. Um, and I had a real hard time with it. I think I put it down for maybe two weeks when I encountered the bloater because I was getting really frustrated. That I, <laughs> I know exactly. Um- <laughs> I put the
0: difficulty down.
1: Though, yeah, all bit. the way down. Um, But like, I was just really shocked. And then I, that propelled me so much that I think that same year, I got a job in game, like the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly I was a, a gamer. <laughs> yeah. And I traded in my PlayStation 3 for a PlayStation 4 and I... Ah. started getting like really into it and even just being around like working at game wasn't a great experience i think i was 17 and it was just like a bunch of middle-aged dudes but (laughs) it was like everyone was telling me i should play like bloodborne and metal gear and all of these things and they're all great games obviously but i was like but why would i want to play anything else now when i i could play as ellie in the last of us like this this girl who's like a year younger than me who i really align myself with and I th- I, th- I was like, we're the same person, and my dad at the time had a beard and he looked a lot like Joel, and I was like, no. ah, this is me and you, like, we're Joel and Ellie, um, and yeah, I was just like, screw the dude games, like, why would I ever go back? I'm only gonna play girl, like, <laughs> games with, like, women in them, but then I played Bioshock 2, um, Big Sister, fucking iconic, I'm passing <laughs> her as, like, an iconic female character, even though, you know, she doesn't speak, and she just has this massive helmet on her head but she's really cool <laughs> and then I played Bioshock Infinite which is another one of my like favorite characters and games and Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite I think is amazing and I love her and what's your next favorite we can finally move on from The Last of Us I don't want to, <laughs> Elliot, I don't want to. Elliot, number two on. is Ellie again no
0: <laughs> so I was thinking in a similar kind of vein about games coming in at a certain time of my life and mm-hmm. i also spent a couple of years without a without a console um because i like i finished uni and i studied television production i was like great i'm gonna get a job making videos and that didn't happen immediately and so i panicked and i went traveling and went to new zealand and i was there for a year so i didn't have a console for my last couple of years of uni and then that whole year i was there and then I came back and I was still kind of looking for a job. I was unemployed. I felt really like I was just lacking any direction, but I got a secondhand PS4 and a copy of The Witcher 3. And I thought I'm gonna finally try it. I've been putting it off for a couple of years. And that like, not to pin too much to it, but you know, when you don't have much direction, you don't have much going on. I feel like this is too accurate for the way the world is right now (laughs) but having a game that you're like fully invested in that's like you get up and you think i'm going to carry on this story and um wanting to find people to talk to about it that was how i felt with the witcher 3 and as much as i know the two main uh love interests uh yen and Triss, they often get pitted against each other like in the game but also just in general witcher discourse i would pick Triss as my next game character just because i remember you find her eventually so the witcher 3 was the first game in the series i played um and then i've like since gone back and now i'm like reading the books and working my way through it in a weird order but i came across her in the game and she is so cool she's got like this bright red hair like red and green and kind of gold outfit and she's just this badass like sorceress and she is also like most real people, a lot of her personality traits are kind of at odds with each other. Like she's quite, she's compassionate and she wants to help people, but she's also quite selfish and Mm -hmm. like she's kind and generous, but she, you know, she wants to get what she wants. And I just, I just love her. And also I say before, I'm not a massive pop vinyl fan, but um, hers is always sold out and I want it so bad because it looks so (laughs) cool. But yeah, that game just really came into my life at a time when i needed something to just look forward to at all (laughs) and i didn't have anything and i remember there's a there's a part of the game where you're trying to track down dandelion who is this bard that's uh friends with Geralt, and you stumble across like one of his love interests priscilla she's a bard and she's playing in the tavern and you just sit as Geralt and listen to her play this this song and i was like you know like with when the last of us was saying how the story of that we were like where where has this been like what have i been yeah. playing my whole life i just sat there with with that i remember recording it on my phone um because i was like oh, i need to show this to people who haven't played it yet i was just so much like where has this been like what have i been doing <laughs> like i hadn't played a game in a while the the witcher 3 just kind of blew my mind and it's and it sounds like one of my favorite games of all time but Triss in particular now I've gone back and read more on her story both in the books and in the games she's just such a cool and complex character who makes some like much like Ellie makes some questionable decisions but I love her anyway I just think all the women in the Witcher series are well most of the main women in the Witcher series are badass and I could have chosen Yen or Siri, and I and I could have still had loads of wonderful things to say but yeah, it's going to be, it's got to be Tris. And I have a feeling that like future guests, are, cause I know some of the people we've got booked to be on the podcast later on, which she should stay tuned for. I know there's at least one massive Yen fan, um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm going to have to stick with Tris cause she's just so wonderful. And also just look at her, like just if you're listening <laughs> now, just give her a quick Google and just look at her and be like, yeah, thumbs up. She's just
1: great. Okay. My next character. <laughs> um, my next character. I've got like a list I need to pick from. I only. Like, oh God, who? Which one? Who deserves the airtime? Um, okay, yeah. Let's say. Like, let's stay on Jedi: Fall Order. And I'm just gonna say Trilla, and Cal, and BD One. You want to list the entire cast? Yeah, I'm of just it. gonna. <laughs> okay. Um, Jedi: Fall Order, I think, is incredible um and I think it's no I don't think I know it's my favorite Star Wars story ever um if mm. you guys don't know me I'm a big Star Wars fan um, and <laughs> this isn't Star- your only podcast is it <laughs> yeah I do I have a Star Wars podcast called Heroes of the Galaxy you should check it out it's really good um and Jedi Fallen Order literally like I prefer it to the movies I prefer it to the books the series like the not in the sense that it's better Star Wars, but like the story, I think, is so underrated. And I know so many people who gave up because they didn't like the gameplay, but the story in itself, like, and the last half hour, if anyone who has played it, you'll know what I mean. That last 30 minutes, my jaw was on the floor the entire time. I, I genuinely couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I'm so glad that I didn't get that whole moment spoiled for me. But Trilla Sidori, otherwise known as the second sister, is such such an interesting character and she's mm. so badass and she's this double-bladed lightsaber she just she comes down from the air with her cape and her mask and you're like I'm kind of scared of her but also a little bit in love with her <laughs> and it's a great mix <laughs> 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 um, but basically I don't know how much obviously we have spoiled the whole Last of Us 2 thing so I guess this is just a spoiler podcast but um yeah I think we can just preface yeah. in the description okay. what's gonna get spoiled so spoilers for Jedi Fallen Order now um, Trilla obviously if you've played it you'll know that she used to be like a padawan to Sejunda who you play alongside and she like went to the dark side because her jedi teacher literally like gave her up under the pressure of the empire and it was like so cool because there were like these flashback scenes of when she was younger and just watching your jedi master betray you in that way and like you just could make you completely vulnerable of course she would mm-hmm. turn to the dark side yeah. and she has a amazing speeches and like fighting her is so hard but so cool <laughs> and I just I, I love it so much there are so many amazing women in that game um and obviously you still play as like I think a lot of people had complaints that you there are some incredible women in the game but you still play as a white dude But, and I I kind of like, you know, I agree with those concerns, but also I do really love Cal. I think he's also a really great character. Um, And he has some really cool moments with Sere and Triller, and you get BD1, the best droid in all of Star Wars, and he's freaking adorable. Whoa,
0: these are some tall claims that you're throwing out.
1: I know I'm just like (laughs) I'm just putting the best before everything I say now um if you want to disagree with me don't don't at me I don't like confrontation um (laughs) (laughs) I like to throw the things out and then run away yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah Jedi Fallen Order I think because a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Star Wars games but uh I don't know if this makes me a fake fan obviously there's no such thing but this was kind of the first Star Wars game I ever played apart from Lego Star Wars on the PlayStation 2 like mm. I don't have any experiences with Knights of the Old Republic or anything like that that people talk about so fondly so I don't have anything to compare it to in that sense of like this isn't what a good Star Wars game is you sh- these other these other Star Wars games are but this was to me like top tier Star Wars like the The kind of like the world building as well the art book is gorgeous and every planet felt like it had so much history and so much life to it and yeah I I really love that and Trilla is I'm also not a pop vinyl person like at all but I got one (laughs) for my desk because I was like I work from home and 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 all the cool games offices everyone has little figures and stuff on their desk and I don't have any so I got the Trilla second sister pop vinyl, and she's really cute, and I love it. (laughs) Okay, my last one. Um, I'm trying to do the whole like, when when games kind of entered my life, and what they meant at that time, and kind of thing. So I played God of War um, in April, which was the first UK lockdown, Um, and I had just come home, my parents had come to get me just before the lockdown went into play because I was five hours away at uni and I was Mm. like, we go into lockdown and I'm this far away and I'm on my own, I will not be able to, I will not manage. (laughs) So I was like, please come get me. So my dad came and picked me up with all my stuff and I was home and I was like, what now? Um, (laughs) And uh, I was, I'd literally, you know, had just done my internship with you guys and uh, for, actually, I haven't even talked about my job. I'll go into that, but um, I stayed at Games Radar for about eight, nine months, working as an entertainment news writer, so in the movie side, Um, and I had an amazing time, and I love everyone there, and I've kept in touch with a few, but essentially while I was there, all I was thinking was, like, the games industry is a lot more reachable than I thought, Um, Mm. like, in the sense that, like, I was in, for a time, you know, I was in a room with games journalists and cool people, and, they're they're like real people when you think about it people in the games industry (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you think Um, about it yeah (laughs) I I was like making friends with them and I was like maybe I could be a games journalist instead of a film journalist because like it kind of reignited a lot of my love for games and stuff like that and then I was Mm. like and then obviously I left journalism and and now I'm hoping to go into games I'm not I I kind of am I'm I'm in games PR sort of um no you are (laughs) you are (laughs) um and then so I was like well if I want to get into games I better start. Filling some blind spots, because um, you know, I I think what always stopped me was that I don't know enough. Like, I, I I love games and I play a lot of games, but I tend to also just replay a lot of what I love, and I I don't I can't always afford them when they come out, or like, you you know, there's there's lots of barriers to me where I'm like, I just don't have the knowledge required to call myself any sort of authority. I think that's a very
0: female worry as well, though, yeah. <laughs> is to be like, I don't know enough yet.
1: Whereas yeah. I think
0: some people might be more inclined to be like, I'll figure it out as I go along and just go for it. Or be like, I don't need to know anymore. Whereas <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely feel that as well. I think also because sometimes you come up against people who will challenge you on things. It's like, I need to know my stuff. Otherwise
1: yeah as a woman i'm gonna be letting the the side down a little bit but even, no, even when we were gonna when we were talking about doing this podcast which we've been talking about for like probably nearly a year as well hmm. like i was like i haven't played enough games to be allowed to make a podcast like this yet <laughs> and like, <also, laughs> i'm gonna be talking to these people about their favorite games and characters and i'm not gonna have played any and i'll have nothing to add and it will be just embarrassing but obviously you know we've talked ourselves out of that kind of rhetoric and we're here you're welcome but <laughs> So one of the th- games I was like, oh shit, I should really play this, uh, was God of War, and it obviously was in the PlayStation hits for co- quite an affordable price, and it just never at the time like I, I, it was like similar to The Witch. I was like, okay, it's like a fantasy god thing, you know. This is like it's kind of got a vibe to it in terms so of the art style. I was like, maybe this isn't my kind of game. Maybe I like the more kind mm. of like realistic. Obviously, Last of Us is realistic, the zombies, but like in the sense that like everyone's a human in the game that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I was like mm, okay I'll pick it up. So it was like 10 pound in a sale. I, I picked it up and I and I played it and I was like do I like this more than the last one? <laughs> I was like oh shit it's got a contender. Um I lo- I adored it. I thought it was stunning. I watched Raising Kratos the documentary like 5 times when it was over. Um mm. and yeah that that was gorgeous. I, I don't know where to start i don't know how to like articulate another thing i can't articulate why i love games i just do um <laughs>
0: this whole but, podcast gonna be us going just trust me like, yeah just trust me it's love it.
1: but i'm sure all of you know how great god of war is um but kratos the the character you play as um the dad i'm starting to realize that a lot of what appeals to me in games is like sad dads <laughs> I was gonna say big on the <laughs> <laughs> father figures
0: the troubled father figures
1: because like I'm like oh he was just he was just trying to be a good dad and like protect mm. Atreus but but then then that whole scene in Alfheim when he goes into the light and he hears that Atreus is like speaking to his mom and he's spoiler um he's like oh I wish dad had died instead of you because mm. I love you more and like, I'm like how hard was that been for him to hear and then he comes out and he changes completely and Atreus obviously changes completely because he went tell me he's a demigod and it's like all whole thing. But <laughs> also, the music, the characters, Freya, the witch in the woods, iconic, the, the combat in that feels incredible. That axe, you, you would think it gets old, like just throwing it, eating it back, throwing it, oh, eating no, it back. No. But holy shit, it does not. It feels so good. And I cannot wait to get my hands on a PlayStation 5 and feel that. But, um, and, uh, I didn't even realise this until I watched the documentary and, like, spoke to a friend and stuff. The game is one shot. Like, mm. the whole game is yeah. one continuous shot. I did not even notice while I was playing it that it was that. And I and then I, went like, went back. And I'm trying to platinum it. I don't have a platinum at all, which makes me feel like a real fake, but I want to get one one day. Um, and you I'm need to get to a Wolf back. Among
0: Us one because you love that game and it's a super know. easy plat. I i played
1: it twice and so somehow, like... I need to go and get that blast. You must have made also, the same
0: decisions both times. Because yeah. you just need to make like two or three different choices know, and then you feel have so
1: it. I so bad if I make the bad choice and I can't bring myself to do it. Mm. <laughs> but I will, I'll put, I'll play it again because like Bigby, you know, I was going to put, I put him on the list and I was like, Big B is one of my favorite characters because he's hot. And that was it. <laughs> but also, you know, he's, he's, he's a good character too, but he's like smoking. Um, <laughs> also Kratos is pretty hot. Um. I'm just throwing that out there. But um, <laughs> yeah, the whole one-shot thing, stunning. The the acting, stunning. The script, stunning, the storytelling, stunning. Ragnarok, I am so excited and I cannot wait. And yeah, I think that kind of obviously I was just trying to fill a blind spot, but somehow instead I got one of my all-time favorite games ever. And it kind of gave it re it gave me the energy again to start playing new things because I feel like I've had a lot of dips in lockdown where I, I just can't. Be asked playing a new game. Yeah, and just go back to like Dead by Daylight or Overwatch or things I can just dip into or things I know. Like I've already played The Last of Us two again twice, mm-hmm. just because I know it and it's comforting. Even though it's obviously a horrible world to be in, it's I find it a really comforting world to be in, and I'm finding it hard to like pick up new things right now. But yeah, sometimes it does control. just take
0: one game yeah. to be like, like especially you know, like I was saying that I've got a bigger catalogue now that i'm mm-hmm. also pc gaming i kept meaning to play this game called eliza which is another visual novel and i finally got around to it and it's it's another pretty short one it's definitely less than five hours long i don't know how long it is exactly mm-hmm. and that like that just gave me this new lease of life where i was like other games other than the ones i play every day are good too so now i'm actually gonna try stuff and like went back into actually pick up on things that I missed or finish games that I inexplicably stopped playing probably because something else came out and I got distracted mm. but yeah that's uh she's actually another good character I could have picked her um not Eliza that's
1: but yeah sorry carry on <laughs> <laughs> no no I think I yeah I'm just it, it it brought back some energy for me into playing new things and I think control is doing that right now I've, I've Started playing Control. Mm. Um, I'm a bit annoyed because I bought it in January and then it was the oh, February. Oh no! Plus game, which I thought I'd got away with because I've had PS Plus for I think just over t- maybe three years now, and that I've never had that happen to me. And I was like, maybe I'm just really good at getting my timings right. But then it happened. I was like, oh damn! So that, <laughs> I got it in the Christmas sale, so it was only like 15 pounds. But still, mm. I hate buying something and then it being free a week later. <laughs> yeah. But I Control is really. It's it's doing it for me. I have no idea what is going on, but I am vibing so hard. That,
0: yeah, that's exactly how I felt about it. I haven't com- I haven't completely finished it yet. Um, that's another one where I'm like, I don't know why I didn't because I was yeah. loving every second of it. I think I started to get lost. I needed to go from one place to the next and that's never as simple as
1: it sounds in control. It's, it's
0: really it's not just like oh I'll just slip
1: down the hall. It's like where am I? I, I guess don't know where I am so much. So I end up just going to a control point and turning it off for a bit because I'm like I just don't know where I am. I have no bearings. <laughs> mm. It's quite an intense um, game to like
0: yeah, play in the wrong mindset as well, I think. 100%. And no
1: one told me it was a horror game. I shut my pants when I come out of the director's <laughs> office in that, in that first hour when you're just kind of walking around and it's like, oh a mystery. And then you come out of the director's office after that whole thing. And then just these bodies floating in the air and this red light and this like scary music. And you're like, oh, hold up. Okay.
0: <laughs> mm. I remember going to Gamescom in, it must've been 2019. So before I, I think I knew I was going to start my job at Games Raider, but I hadn't started yet. Mm. And I was watching E3 that year. So would that, would that have been 2019? I don't know. Time time is a concept I don't understand in lockdown. But I was <laughs> watching the E3 before I started working in, at Games Radar and there was this trailer for Control and I thought, this looks amazing. I don't understand what it's going to be, but I want to be part of it. And then I went to Gamescom that following year and there was a preview of that game there, so I got to play a bit of it. They also used it as... Um, this was when ray tracing was... Was starting to be a term people kept throwing around. I did never understood what it meant. I just thought it meant made things look shiny and wet. Like I still think that's what it does. But they were using that game to fully um, show off the power of ray tracing. And I remember being sat in this like really dark. I think it was like a warehouse with an open bar, which is always the best part of uh, being a press at a convention, and playing control and having another one of those like, this is my job moments and yeah yeah i was so excited for control to come out and now i'm thinking about it i am really annoyed that i haven't finished it because it is amazing
1: this this felt like really unstructured but purely because of the last of us so like we have um naughty dog to thank for that but i hope you guys like enjoyed us kind of fangirling about some of the characters and games that kind of mean a lot to us and maybe spurred our our making of this podcast yeah why why are we making it tell tell the people what they want to know actually yeah let's talk a bit about why we're doing this
0: I mean, I guess we kind of hinted at it whilst we were talking is that there's this definite feeling of not being entirely sure if we're actually in the games industry, but also just being really happy to be here and being in amongst people who are passionate about games and love talking about their favourite characters. But also, we get so inspired by the women of the games industry and, and the stuff that they're making. So, we really just wanted to do this to kind of celebrate them and talk to them about the characters that have them to where they are today they we will have lots of guests coming up and this will be a lot more structured because we won't <laughs> spend we won't dedicate a massive chunk of time just to talking about the last of us unless that's what the guest wants to do that's totally <laughs> fine but we will the kind of structure going forward will be that they will pick kind of two to three characters that have influenced them and we can talk about the impact they had on them their careers the stuff that they're doing we just want to celebrate the people in the games industry and the stuff that they're making and the games that we all love basically Mm
1: -hmm. does that kind of sum it up that sounds wonderful i would listen to that podcast would you (laughs)
0: well you (laughs) can
1: (laughs) And we've got like, we've literally planned out an entire season of some incredible guests. Some you mm. may recognize, some you may not. And we're hopefully like bringing them onto your radar if that's the case. And yeah. we can't wait to talk to them. And but people you, that we
0: have no right to have on our podcast yeah, in the first at least season. we have some really cool people. <laughs> we have, we're have just no sliding right.
1: into CMs left, right, and center. Um, but yeah if if you haven't found us on twitter you can follow the podcast on twitter it's at endure games pod because endure and survive was one letter too long um (laughs) and yeah and i guess we'll just be on all the podcast platforms right and uh oh where can we find you on twitter and instagram and all that stuff that you want to share
0: oh yeah i am on twitter oh i changed my handle recently i can't remember what i changed it to is it th- underscore Ellen Causey? It is, thank you. I'm on Twitter at <laughs> underscore Ellen oh, but Corsi. I
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll all be in the show notes, like in the show description. There'll be lots of links, I'm sure. I'm mm. at Millicent Games. But yeah, this is going to be every two weeks. Um, we're going to have some amazing guests. We're going to do a whole... We've got a set number of episodes. We don't want to, like... I don't want to say how many episodes, just in case one falls through, and then it turns out we lied to you but it's gonna be around (laughs) 10. We don't want to start (laughs) off the first episode by lying straight to your faces. But it should be like around 10 for the first season, around that number, but please do not hold us to it. We are trying our best.
0: Yeah. Um, We've also got some bigger, some sort of high-concept stuff planned where we look closer ooh, at yes. specific games, specific characters, maybe talk to the people who helped bring those characters to life. But Those Little are gonna be some dive. like, those are some, this is some big brain stuff that we're working on, at the same time as chatting to our yeah. friends and new friends in the games industry, so. That's it's all happening! In
1: the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening! Yeah, the cogs uh, are going,
0: the cogs are turning.
1: But yeah, that was really fun. I hope you all enjoyed listening.
0: Yeah, and thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking yeah. with
1: us whilst we. I can't
0: believe you made nearly it. Nearly cried. Far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're one of the real ones.
1: We appreciate you
0: <laughs> and we love you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> all right, love you all. Stay safe.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, stay safe. And goodbye. Bye. Well, that didn't suck.